0: Welcome, I'm Riley Karsh. I'm Tova Copan. We are thrilled to bring you the We Go Boldly podcast.
1: Let's talk big burning questions, life changes, and maybe a bit of personal business.
0: Let's be bold and brave together. Are you ready? I am. Here comes the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Go Boldly, the podcast. We are so very happy to have you with us today. It is interview day and um I get excited every single time and it's never going to stop. So get ready everybody. Uh what's even better I think about this interview is this this is a friend of the show and uh we love talking to her. We tend to go long on these ones, but we'll try to hold ourselves together today. Uh before I introduce our guest, uh let me say hello to Tova, my fantastical co-host. Um, And also note that for us as recording, it is the day after Halloween and um, I'm tired. I'm just very tired today. So uh, but before we dive into our topic, how are you, Tova? What's what's your day after Halloween like? Well, I have to
1: say, I just had some boys um, a couple of minutes ago, like right before we, we started recording, knock on my window and they were like trick or treat. Now, I will say they're high schoolers and they often sit on my porch because they're friends with the the kid who's upstairs. Sure. He's a high schooler. Now, he never is with them when they're here. I think they're just like we're like a close house to the high school and they can come yep. home for lunch. Right. And they didn't think that I was going to give them candy. I think they thought they were joking. And I was like, seriously, do you want some candy? Because <laughs> I had a whole bowl. Because, um, we, I didn't put the light on when we left. So I just put a bowl out, but it was daytime. So I forgot to put the light on. So nobody took any candy uh, from us. And they were like, really? And I was like, please. They And and they were very excited. And I think I made like buddies now with the high schoolers, random boys. Yeah. Um, so I'm feeling, you know, g- good there. But what I love, I love this like days like this where we're recording the day after ha- Halloween. And we selected this amazing guest to join us because it's you're listening to this, I hope, as you're traveling, either – you know, to see family the, the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I just love how there's certain these moments where the seasons are so different, like, like we're just going to be in a kind of the same space, but kind of a different space just three weeks from now, but it's only three weeks from now, which is just know. wild. And it's, so
0: that, yeah, it's the longest season of the year, except that it's actually the same amount of time, but the season <laughs> of the year, it, like, all from october 1st through january is just like go go, let's go well and like um, so
1: i'm looking (laughs) on my counter in my kitchen and the dinosaurs are back so we do die november in our house and so like i got these plastic dinosaurs hanging out on my kitchen counter and i love that it's just weird i don't know why we do it but it's super fun so i'm excited before we say hi to Bunmi, um which we're going to do momentarily, I do want to go through um, for anyone who's new to the show, but also because Boonmi, your um, your bio changes every time we've had you on here. Yeah. That's and, true. So, <laughs> and it's so, a good thing. Yes, it, it is. It grows. It, yeah. it grows. I feel like it gets more aligned with who you are every moment. So mm. I want to read it again. Um, and so um, joining us is Boonmi. Eminanjo, and she is, or you are, a lawyer, entrepreneur, writer, and public speaker. Bumi was born in the United States and raised in Nigeria. She was exposed at a young age to globally diverse stories from the works of, and Buni, I'm going to ask you to help me say both of these authors' names. It is sure. Chinua Achebe, but maybe that's not Chinua right. Achebe. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And what is the next one? Probably Wale showinka. You got it. Yes. You got it. Um, and then to Shakespeare and Arabian Nights. And I do know how to say all three of those words. So um, <laughs> Boonmi's childhood and culture inspire her writing and her work as a curator of children's books. An avid reader and culture seeker, Boonmi believes a curious mind, a fearless pursuit of purpose and an active practice of giving and gratitude are key to wholehearted living. In 2019, she founded Atlas Book Club, which, by the way, if you're looking for a good holiday gift this holiday season, Atlas Book Club is a great place to check out. It is a company focused on globally diverse children's books that help all kids see themselves represented in the books that they read and to travel the world through these books. While Bunmi has had a vast, vast legal career from working in the private sector to the White House under the Biden administration, Writing is her passion, and we are all luckier for it. When she is not practicing law or working on Atlas Book Club, Boonmi is baking, traveling, and writing stories that fill the heart and move the spirit. Boonmi lives in Maryland with her husband, her three children, and a devoted Black Russian terrier named Shadow. Her first picture book, I'll see you in, I don't know how to say that word. Ejibu. Ijebu, which i will learn because you can already pre-order it right now not when we're recording but by the time you're listening you can record yes. it yeah i'll see you in ijebu yes. when which is published by barefoot books and will be out in march of 2024 so i this is i think your third time joining us on the show mm-hmm. and every time the bio is, is yeah very exciting so, wow, I thought it was the second time. It is a third the time. third time. It is the
2: third time. Wow, okay. So thank you for joining us. How are you? Of course. No, I am good. I'm good. Um, I'm excited every time there's an update or um, just something about this book journey comes up. It just fills my heart with like gratitude and, and just excitement you know so i'm 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 good in this very moment i'm am, i am really good
0: fantastic um we're very excited for you we're very excited about the book coming out um and i think you know i want to dive into our topic which you know is yes. all about um where how is your heart this season which i think you kind of just answered but um I, you know i want to make sure our listeners and um especially longtime listeners recognize mm. that you're on a journey of transformation, right? And like you have, and you're kind of doing it publicly, <laughs> like whether you, yes. whether you intend to or not. Um, and so from the first time we had you on the show to now, like Tova yeah. was saying, you know, your bio has changed your, um, the way you speak about yourself has changed the way you are I think, you know, in my very humble opinion, the way your your outlook at the world has, seems to have changed quite a bit. And so mm-hmm. let's dive a little more into this question of how is your heart? And mm. um, what does it mean to you for somebody to ask you, how is your heart?
2: It means, like, I think every time I come on the show, I get emotional and I can already feel it Um <laughs> uh, This is probably one of my favorite questions and I didn't even realize I would love it so much until I read the notes that you sent me you know asking, mm-hmm. letting me know what the topic was going to be because I have been intentionally in this space where I am caring for my heart and you know my physical heart yes but just my heart has in the space that holds my emotions and the space that holds my feelings and i've been very intentional about just that in the past few years and so when you ask me this question you know i want to think back to just an epiphany that i had like three days ago or four days ago, so I started. Uh, you you may know that you know yoga is a huge part of my life, is part of my wellness practice, and has is normal for us humans and busy people. We you know divert from the things that we know serve us well. You know oh, yes. if if yeah. if I did yoga every day. I would be good, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you get busy, this happens, and you don't don't necessarily stay consistent with the things that feed you. And so I saw on my face, and this is a long story, but I'm getting there. I saw on my Facebook um, memories a few weeks ago, something I had posted about yoga and how I came back to yoga, this was like two years ago. And I was like, holy smokes, like that's what's missing. I kind of need to go back to that practice. So it was a reminder for me. And then, you know, I got back into my daily practice. And last week, as I was sitting there just reflecting after my yoga practice, shit, I'm going to cry. Okay, after as I was sitting there reflecting about my yoga practice, it hit me that And 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 I wake up early and I do my yoga practice, like 5:30, 6 Mm a.m. And it hit me that my yoga practice is my daily reminder to be gentle with myself. Like, and it's my daily like reminder as I start my day to just be gentle with myself, with my body, with my heart, with my spirit, and just enter my day with softness and intentionality, right? And so when you ask me, how is my heart? You know, I think my response to that is my heart feels tendered too, right? It feels very, feels safe because I'm intentional now in this season of my life of really, really caring for it and tendering to it. That's the only way way I can distra- describe it. And, and so, you know, just that question, what does that mean to me is how are you taking care of that space within your soul, within your body, where your feelings land, right? Like, you know, whether you're, angry or sad, frustrated or happy, or like that, all that energy, those feelings coming to your body, they come into your spirit, but what do they meet when they get there? What do they meet where they land? And are you taking care of that space that's going to hold those feelings no matter what they are? How are you caring for that space? Anyway, so that's, that's what that means to me and I just I love this topic so freaking much because (laughs) I I just love it (laughs) I just I I don't know if you can tell like I just love it because that mentally is kind of where I am right now yeah
0: absolutely
1: um so after we introduced the season and we had our first episode the next two episodes were about the the sort of combination of what how your how is your heart means to you physically and mentally and right and so we talked a lot about the intersection of the two and I just love how we spent you know two hours combined between the two episodes talking about studies and talking about these different mm-hmm. things that really show and establish how important that interaction is between mm-hmm. like you know the heart the physical pumping thing that pumps mm-hmm. the blood and then the heart, the, the holder of your feelings and how Mm -hmm. you just basically did it. And, you know, three (laughs) minutes (laughs) and you basically were, you know, but you didn't talk about yoga as your exercise. You talked about it as your wellness practice, right. And you Mm -hmm. talk about it as, you know, it's something that you physically need to do to serve the spiritual side of you. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And Mm -hmm. I just, I kind of, I want to highlight that because I think you know, even as I was sitting here and I'm listening and I'm going, oh man, I should do more yoga. I know I need to stretch more. And -hmm. then I had to remind myself, like I walk every single day and Mm -hmm. I feel off when I don't walk. Mm -hmm. And just because you do yoga and I do really need to stretch more and I do want to do yoga, but yoga Mm -hmm. can be an enhancement to my walking just Mm -hmm. as like maybe walking is an enhancement to yoga for you. Like we Mm -hmm. don't have to have the same thing, and, and that's okay. And I think it's so hard sometimes in this world to, like, I'm just saying this out loud to remind myself and to remind anyone else who's listening that it doesn't have to be the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as I, I was listening and I was thinking about, you know, who we spoke to a couple of years ago, cause you were one of our first guests and then mm. who we spoke to, I don't know, a year and a half ago or something. It was over the summer is all I recall. Um, And I'm thinking about all these big decisions you've made because you've changed jobs in your, your law career path. And you've made Mm -hmm. all of these decisions in relating to the book that's coming out. Um, How do you make decisions? How do you make, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you, when you're being intentional with these decisions, whether they are big decisions um, or even smaller ones. Cause you know, I, we're friends on social media. So I see that, you know, you have doctor's appointments on Saturday mornings at seven 30 in the morning. Cause that's how it has to work. And I'm like, that seems like very early in the morning. Um, <laughs> but you know, is it, is it your head? Is it your heart? Is it a combination mm. of the two? Do you even differentiate between the two? Like how, how do you make decisions in your life? Especially during this time where it feels like there's a lot of very exciting decisions to be made.
2: Yeah. Um. Hmm. It, dep- oh, it depends. Little, little <laughs> lawyer answer. answer. Yeah, such a
0: lawyer answer. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Um.
2: it does, right? So there are certain decisions, like the big. De- so, for example, I- I'll cite this one: the decision to um apply for the White House job, right? That was one where I was very, very nervous about how it would impact, you know, my home life. You know, I was nervous about like, you know, how rigorous is it going to be? How intense is it going to be? I was, you know, in that space and while also looking at, you know, how good it would be for my career, right? And my very, very dear friend, Kristen Foreman Simmons, who's just, She's amazing. And we had a conversation while I was kind of contemplating. Um, because I had a strong feeling that I would get the job if I applied. Not not trying to, you know, to be, you know, say no, oh, I'm awesome, but just because of the way my experience lined up with the resume. It was like somebody took my resume and made a copy of it and made a job. Posting. So I was like, if I apply, I may get this or so we need to be prepared, you know? And, but my friend Christine asked me when I was contemplating, she said, and, and it was so profound and I've held on to it then. She said, it sounds like all the things I was listing has what was going to be challenging about this job that I haven't even gotten was, it sounded like it was coming from a place of fear, Right. And she's like, what if you considered the possibilities? So instead of thinking about things and making decisions from a place of fear, what if you made it from a place of possibilities? And I was just like, that was so profound, you know? Because for me, one thing I also try to do is make a decision and, and by try to do, I mean, it's an ongoing journey. You know, I'm not completely there yet is make a decision out of abundance, not scarcity. And so that fit very nicely. Like, yeah, like make decisions out of out, out of possibility, not fear, right? And so that's one thing that I have in the past few years adopted, right? But the other way that I make decisions is I... Let me add this caveat because I never want people to go like, oh, you know, how come I can't do that? I want to add this, my history. I've been on my own since I was 16, you know, and I've had to make a lot of life-changing decisions at a very, very young age without parental input because my parents were so far away, they were in Nigeria and there was no cell phone that you could just pick up and call your parents. Right. So I've been exercising this muscle for almost 30 years, you know? And so some decisions that come easy to me is because of that practice, right? So I do want to add that, you know, just so people have that context. Um, But I also have a very strong belief and faith in God. I have, you know, I'm a Christian and I have, Um, a spiritual relationship with God, where I I also rely on that gut feeling and that instinct, that if God has put this idea or this story on my heart, you know, he does it because he has faith in me that I can see it through, right? And so I also operate from that and go, okay, well, here we go. You know, I'll do my part. And, and, and with the knowledge that if it doesn't work out, there's so much I can learn in the journey and the process. Right. And so that's another, so, you know, which is why I say it depends. There are many layers to it. There's that operating from a space of you know um abundance and possibilities but then also relying on my faith and then lastly can i curse on here i can't curse on here can i no i can't all right i mean <laughs> lastly, technically you can yeah the last and this is i was talking to a friend about it is fit my fit attitude right like what's the worst that can i literally go and look at myself like it fit just do it because you know when you get to a point and you have to make a decision and you weigh the pros and the cons, sometimes we get paralyzed in this like oh but this but that but that. and you just need to move you just need to like right yeah and sometimes i just go like mm-hmm. okay done and i just and, and sometimes i don't even have a reason why this choice is better than that choice i just go like oh like Okay, we've analyzed it to death ad nauseum. I just pick one, and I just act and and have the faith that at the end of the day, everything's going to be okay. Like it is, you're going to be okay, unless of course it's like something like really, you know, life or death, right? <laughs> <laughs> but
0: yeah,
2: you're going to be okay. Yeah. so something else, you just have to pull the trigger and do the thing.
0: Yeah, so I think it's it's fascinating to look back across you know the decades of my life and think about had I had the the mental fortitude at twenty to say what's the worst that could happen just do it that I have now Um, life would be very different and like yes of course I'm happy with my life I'm you know all the good things right but it, when I look back and and think about how could I have given myself more opportunity and it's really a lot of the things that you're talking about you know not not making decisions from a place of fear making decisions from a place of abundance and then you know also just realizing that like at the end of the day most decisions like you said like what is the worst that's going to happen you're going to get fired or you're gonna you know have to find a new job or you're you know you're gonna fail at something and then you'll try something else. Um, yeah. so I think it's, it's really interesting from an age perspective as well mm-hmm. to look at our lives and, mm-hmm. and then share that information. Like, did people say that to me when I was in my twenties? Probably. And I was probably like, yeah, whatever. Um, but like, if we can pass that down to a, particularly young women and, and have yeah. them hear us, right. And have them actually absorb that and go, okay, I, I feel that. I can understand that Mm -hmm. um, and move forward in that direction. I think that would be that would be amazing. Um, We need to take a quick break, but I want to Mm -hmm. when we come back, I have a a future looking question for you. So uh, we'll be right back, everyone. Hey, Tova, you know what I love? Coffee definitions
1: uninterrupted reading time.
0: Okay, all of those things are true, but I also love maps as in siri take me to the beach yeah also as in uh who am i really and who do i want to be yeah i figured that's what you meant but i also have the beach on my mind so well we were talking about things we love so that definitely makes sense but the map i was thinking about is our defining you course
1: yes we put together defining you as a way to
0: map where you are and how you want to live your life. So true. So many people struggle to find their purpose in a busy and noisy world.
1: That's why we made Defining You. Our course meant to guide you to creating your own mission statement.
0: And there's good news. You can get it now on teachable.com. Find the link on our website at goboldlyinitiative.com backslash courses or check out the link on our Instagram bio at go boldly together.
1: We can't wait to see you there. Now, let's head back to the show.
0: Okay, welcome back to the show. Uh, before the break, we were we were sort of looking backwards, right, at how we make decisions. And now I want you to talk to us a little bit about something that Tova and I have been talking about. And that mm. is, rather than focusing on um, what we want to achieve in the next 10 years or what things we want to have or any of that stuff. We're wondering, um, if, if you could figure out like what, how do you want to feel in the next 10 years? Like what, Mm. what overarching feeling are you hoping exists in your life?
2: Freedom free. That's I, I, you know, I think when I turned 40 and that's when it hit me that my purpose, my my goal is, and, and the journey I'm on is a pursuit of freedom, right? And freedom from anything. And by anything, I mean, literally anything, feelings, tangible and intangible that may prevent me from living my highest purpose, right? And so that's freedom for, you know, from like bitterness, resentment and relationships, regret, you know, on a physical level, freedom from fear. I actually have it written on a post-it on my vanity, my mirror in my bathroom, because I want to be reminded every day. Freedom from, you know, um, fear of like illness, you know chronic illness that is preventable you know which is a reminder that i do my own part you know by exercising eating right which you know it's constant like struggle let's be real we do our best we do our best <laughs> we do our best you know and but yeah when i look at the future i want to be free financial freedom right so i can do the work that really really matters to me you know um and, and just freedom and also, I mean, when I think about the future, I think about doing work in Nigeria, you know, uh, and, and doing work in the literary world, you know, publishing books where kids in Nigeria can see themselves represented, you know, doing work towards, the, there are some amazing companies doing literacy programs, you know, in Nigeria and other parts of Africa doing that you know, and just doing work that, where I can help impact the, impact people from whom I come from. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, yeah. So when I look forward and, and now what that looks like, that can look like anything. I could still be doing, you know, my work and working where I am and do that, you know, or I can be doing it, you know independently like i have no um i have no box or framework what that looks like specifically but i know that that's my prayer and so however god wants to shape that and how he wants that executed in the future then i just have to remind myself to remain open to that uh but yeah that's that's we like, that was easy answer for me. And it's freedom.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think one of the reasons I love thinking about it that way is that it takes away some of that pressure of specific outcomes, right? Like, how do I want to feel could be created by any number of efforts on my part. And it's not, I'm not required to do any specific thing to get there. Right. Um, And I think it's just a more expansive way of looking at, our potential and where we where we see ourselves in the future so Mm -hmm. it's one of the reasons I like it and I think it combines nicely with how is your heart because really how is your heart today and how do you want your heart to be in 10 years from now right Mm -hmm. and like how are you how are you getting there it doesn't have to be uh no two paths are going to look the same right no one's path is going to be your path or my path or Tova's path and I think that that is liberating in a lot of ways for, I hope for people listening. Um, yeah, so yeah, no, I completely agree. And that's, you know, I think
2: when we kind of free, pun intended, ourselves from, you know, some definitions and holds that society has on us, you know, that just allows your mind to dream bigger and freer, you know, like you deserve a life that serves you. And it is very limiting to think that the life that serves you has been or is defined by a society that may not even know you, right? Mm. And so why would you want to limit this one life that you have, why would you want that to be limited by rules created by people who don't even know you? Right. And so just, I think just breaking, and it's, it's hard because we're being programmed this way. And, you know, I think the other thing is, recognizing that all of this is a journey. And so just because you haven't broken free of that completely today doesn't mean you haven't done anything. You know, I think, you know, we live in a society where, you know, it tends to be binary where, oh, I have broken free or I have not broken free, right? right? You know, and it's like, embracing the journey of breaking free, right? And recognizing that there's value in whatever work that you've done to this point in searching or journeying to search and know more about yourself so that you can ultimately be free from those societal definitions. So I think that's where the whole. Gentleness and compassion and grace for yourself comes in. And recognizing that, you know, just small incremental efforts to know yourself a little bit more um, is progress.
0: Yeah. And taking time to celebrate that, I think is and celebrate it's that. Yeah. 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 I think it's also really important.
1: And we've talked to some other people about this um, in, you know. On this topic is that, especially a lot of people, uh, women especially, and and then women who are lawyers and women who are like us, we like there to be very clear defined goals. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's a societal thing, but it's also just like we like to know: did we get an A? Like, did mm-hmm. we did we do the good job? Yeah. And so when we're looking at ten years from now, and you know, I was I, I actually just sent you this link um, the other day. Uh, Riley of things you can declutter. And, you know, some of the things were like pictures on your phone, you know, condiments you don't use, right. Like Mm. specific physical things. And then one of the things was things on your like goals list that no longer serve you. Mm, I like that. Right. Things where you're like, I, I, I used to want to achieve this and it's still sitting there and it's still kind of weighing on you as like why haven't I done this? Why haven't I done it? Because I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think by saying my goal is this feeling, um, which by the way, could change as time goes on, but also mm-hmm. I think the likelihood of it changing is less than a specific goal, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that feeling yeah. of freedom. And you're saying, you know, to God or the universe or whatever somebody wants to call it, like. You know, I will follow your lead here, and and mm-hmm. and you can dream bigger than I can. I can dream pretty big, but you can dream even mm-hmm. bigger. So, you know, you'll help me get there. But I think that's really important because I think in some ways people use goals to, yes, motivate us ourselves, mm-hmm. but goals mm-hmm. are also used to shame us, shame us, and mm-hmm. make us feel guilty. I mean, we do that to ourselves. Goals can be used to hold us back if the goals aren't far enough, you know, to what they could be. Mm-hmm. And so, I love this idea of 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 thinking of it as a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And it does mm-hmm. give you that space for celebration every step of the way, literally every day, where you can mm-hmm. say, like, "How is my heart when I'm waking up in this morning? How is my heart?" And I know that you know you are working towards writing goals. Even though you've mm-hmm. achieved this first one, um, although mm-hmm. there were probably like 300 smaller ones along the way, but um, and and when the goals are very hard and difficult to achieve, it's really important that we have these these smaller ones. These and yeah. it's and it's a feeling like yes, even when the days are rough, I'm still working towards something, and I'm mm-hmm. still waking up and I'm feeling like I'm filling my heart or. Mm-hmm you know, the way that I want. So I just, I want to sort of highlight so much of what you're saying, because I think it is so important that we, we do approach it this way. And I do think you're right that society has really conditioned us to Mm -hmm. think of things in a different way. And Mm -hmm. it's not
2: necessarily healthy or good for us. Mm -hmm. There was not
1: a question there. That was just a very
2: long (laughs) statement. No, I no, I, I I love the point that you're making about how we um, like to have goals and lists and and, and those things. And I'm a list girl, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and I want to be careful that we're clear or be careful that I'm clear that I'm not saying, you know, chase this arbitrary thing called a feeling, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. You know, because getting that feeling of freedom, getting there, takes discipline. Yes. It takes a lot of discipline. It's It takes hard work. It takes recognizing that in order to, for me personally, have this, you know, how do I want to feel in the future? I want to be free. I want to be, you know financially free, emotionally, like free of that. Well, that takes work. Like in order to get emotionally free, you know, gotta be in therapy, right? (laughs) You know, you have to go to therapy. In order to get to therapy, you gotta call and make da, 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 right? So you have to do this um, um, physical, um, tactical things to get to that feeling, right? And so it's recognizing that, Yes, you have this goal that's bigger, in a sense, a way to describe it is kind of bigger than yourself, you know, but it does take discipline. It does take, you know, sacrifice. It does take all these things that you do have to check off to get there. So if that makes sense. And I mean, I I love a checklist
1: and (laughs) I feel like sometimes I'll tell, (laughs) like, if I'm not, if I don't. If I don't yeah. put enough down on my planner, if I'm not like writing enough and in the lists enough, I, I'll tell Riley, I feel floaty. Like mm, I just yeah. feel like I don't know. Yeah. I'm not grounded. They help ground me. And yeah. I, I rely yeah. on them less as a coping mechanism than I did before the pandemic because the list got a lot shorter, right? During the pandemic. And I realized I needed other healthy coping mechanisms, not just making lists yeah. of things to do. But yeah. I think what, what, you're saying is really important and and what you said though before is also like i think well you know you can say okay this is the feeling i want in 10 years and this is the way i think i'm going to achieve it and right. so here are all the things i'm my goals but at the same time i am leaving space for something else to happen and if i need to say that that no longer is a goal of mine because i've gone in this direction or if i need to say that goal was too small because the universe has shown me or god has shown me that my goal needs to be bigger i'm leaving space for more so i'm still gonna Mm -hmm. you know bust my butt and get up early in the morning and work really hard like we watch you do um to reach my goals but i'm also going to get leave space because my goal in 10 years isn't to check these five things off the list my and my goal in 10 years is for this feeling I happen Mm -hmm. to think that checking these things off the list will get me that feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. But if, if God tells me that there's a different path, I'm open to that path. Yeah. That's exactly it. it,
0: it. I think the thing to remember for anyone listening is that feelings tend to require action, right? Like if you want to feel something specific, um, action is required. It's like, you know, like everyone says, love is a verb. Like you have to actually put some work into these things. But as you were saying, Tova, it, it keeping it as expansive as possible allows you the opportunity to um, have all kinds of experiences that will get you to that feeling. Now, if you just sit in your room all day and eat, you know, tater tots and don't talk to anyone and don't do anything, <laughs> then I'm not saying I've been there. But had I ever been there, it's not going to get me to the feeling I want to get to. Um, You have to, you know, you have to do things. You have to get out in the world and try stuff and be open to experiences. Um, Yeah, I just
1: really fast, just because I had this thought pop in my head. um, You know, James Clear, who is the author Mm -hmm. of Atomic Habits, right? And Mm -hmm. he talks Mm -hmm. about at some point, like, not, you know, not setting habits just because these are the habits, you know, you don't, you want to be a professional baseball player. And so you do X, Y, and Z, but what you want to do is you, you want to, what are the things that a professional baseball player does? And those Mm. are the habits you're going to do. Like, it's not like I'm going to go practice 10 minutes every day doing X, you know, hitting, and then I'm going to practice 10 minutes doing that. No, I'm going to act like a professional baseball player or like a person who became a Mm -hmm. professional baseball player. Right. And what I think that does is it gives you the, I can't say this word, elasticity, the flexibility. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Flexibility. (laughs) I can say that one. Um, To to change and evolve. Because I think if someone says um, that we can, you know, I'm going to be an author and this is how I'm going to do it and then in the middle of that it turns out oh by the way you need to increase your social media following you need a mm. well first you need a social media following right then you need to increase it then you need to do this and you're like no 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 i'm i want to be an author from 20 years ago before you needed any of those things <laughs> and so by you know approaching things in a different way of like i'm going to be i'm going to do the things that a best selling author does and it's like mm-hmm. well now what that means is I'm going to have an Instagram account and I'm right. going to foster an Instagram following and I'm going to, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I think that leaves the space for the hard work, but it allows the hard work to change as it needs to change and mm-hmm. evolve. And I think for whatever reason, you know, one of our questions is about balance and harmony. And mm-hmm. I, 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 we can ask this question when we come back from break, but for whatever reason, this just is resonating me. I know we're thinking, we think about balance and harmony in a different way, but I think that in this conversation too, there's a place for like, where balance is, you know, not falling off the, um, balance beam and harmony is kind of figuring out how it all works together. Mm-hmm. This is to me how that also
0: can be seen in the same way. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. Should we take a let's quick take break? A, yeah, let's take a quick break and
0: uh, we'll get more into that when we get right back.
1: Tova here. I'll admit, when I think of a coach, I immediately think knee-high socks, whistles, and clipboards. Is it because I love
0: Ted Lasso? Maybe. I mean, I think it's a good look for you if I'm being honest. Thanks, I think. Anyway, that's not the kind of coaching we want to talk to you all about. True. We are talking about life and transition coaching, though I do still love a clipboard and a tube sock.
1: Both Riley and I are lucky to have worked with incredible coaches throughout our
0: lives. Before that, though, we struggled with where to start believing in what coaching could really do for us. And of course, putting ourselves first, taking
1: the leap and working with our coaches made all the difference. They gave us direction
0: and support when we
1: needed it most.
0: Now we are fortunate enough to be coaches ourselves, and we're excited to pay it forward. We can help you figure out
1: where to start, create a roadmap, keep you accountable, and get to living your limitless life.
0: Sounds pretty great. So if you want to figure out your next steps, check out our services at goboldlyinitiative.com services. We can't wait to talk to you. Now, back to the show welcome back from the break everyone before uh before the break tova you were talking about balance versus harmony and how that kind of comes into play in our lives and we when we wanted to ask you to talk to us a little bit about you know what you feel is resonating in your life right now how do you think balance versus harmony comes into play and how are you sort of navigating all that with all of the things you have on your plate at this point
2: Yeah, I think definitely harmony resonates more so than balance. I think balance creates this pressure that if you don't keep things, because when I think of balance, I think of a seesaw, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And if one is heavier than the other person is going to fall, right? (laughs) You know, so balance creates that pressure of like keeping things like in a certain way, such that things don't crash. Whereas harmony resonates more with me because it's the thought of how can all these things that I have going on exist in a way that doesn't crush me, right? You know, and so it's the top of that is grace, giving myself grace, asking people to give me grace, right? You know, yeah asking for what i need you know and and not only asking for what i need but asking for grace and going hey letting my partner know i have this this and this going on if i seem stressed or cranky please give me grace or even asking my kids you know like mommy has a rough week ahead so please you know help out where you can that kind of thing and so, but even more importantly, giving myself permission to put down the things that number one are not mandatory, right? That's, that's like, look at my, what is not mandatory? You know, put those things down, give myself permission to let it go and give myself permission to define mandatory as broad or narrow as I want it to be. You know, so for so I gave this example to someone the other day. My mom went to Nigeria, for example, and, you know, she's coming to the airport and she needs me to pick her up from Dallas. Dallas is like an hour and a half more with traffic. Um, would it be lovely if I could pick her up from the airport? Absolutely. Can I send an Uber? Yes, I can. Right. And so giving myself permission to say, mom, I'm going to call. I love you. I can't wait to see you over the weekend, I'm gonna call you an Uber, right? And so old Boomy would have been like, oh, i gonna call your mom an Uber, <laughs> you know? But like, so using the resources, the tools that you have to serve you, right? Use even your job, to ser- your job is there to serve you, you know? And making to the extent that you can, your work life bend to your home life versus the other way around, right? You know, I have to go into, I don't have to, but, you know, I go into the office a couple of days a week when I look at my schedule and go like, okay, I got to pick up the kids. I got to be in that part of town. That's the day I'm going into the office versus twisting myself to fit this thing. No, I will fit the things and twist them to fit me and my life and doing that unapologetically, right? And so it's, when I think about harmony, is it's you're the juggler, right? And so you control the balls, right? And the balls don't control you, you know? And so that's that's been my approach. Now, as far as how I juggle all the things, this is again where I want to share that social media gives you one-dimensional <laughs> glimpse of going what's going on in someone's life. Yep, people see I have this book coming out. Oh my god, when did you have time to write a book? And that, but girl, I wrote that book in twenty seventeen. We're well, like in twenty twenty three. <laughs> you know, like publishing is a year is years long process. Right. Like I didn't write it, get an editor, da, 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 get an illustrator, all that in like a month. That took like, I think I got the book deal in 2020 or 2021. I can't remember. You know, I wrote the book in 2017. Right. So you don't see all the things that have happened. So it looks like I'm juggling all these things. Right. And in addition to that, so I I just use that as one example. Right. And, you know, so, for example, I I have a deadline. I'm working on a novel and I have a deadline. Well, and it's a deadline that I created for myself, you know, and um i asked my agent to hold me accountable to a words limit uh, da, da, da. guess what i haven't written any words in october you know <laughs> I, I barely wrote anything in september you know and so it's given myself grace you know when i've set this goals for myself i am in control i have the power to move the goalpost. Just because I set this goal doesn't mean I don't have the power to move it. So I can have some breathing, you know, some breathing space and some breathing room. And so that's kind of how I try to maintain harmony, recognizing that I have the power to put things down, pick them up, say no, you know. And um, and it's also this notion of... Um, Eh, it's gone. It was there, but it's gone. So,
0: <laughs> well, okay. oh, I just have, I, I'm, I would love to know. And this is actually not me, but a lot of people I know, what would you say to all the people pleasers out there who mm-hmm. really struggle with the idea of everything you just said of like flipping that sort of conditioned understanding of how work works and how people work to like flipping it on its head entirely what would you say to those people who are like how could i not pick my mom up from the airport i mean i'm send me an uber every time by the way like i hate people picking me up at the airport like it's great. that does seem
1: so, very like, stressful i would say too
0: much for me i like i like the little dude with the card it's great um yeah. so what would you say to those people like what what not to put you on the spot <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay.
2: I think you have to think about what your intention is. Mm. That for me, that's what it is that steers me true north. What is your intention? Your intention, let's really, really be clear. Your intent, if your intention is to get your mother a ride to get her home, An Uber can do that. Is your intention to support your mom in this time? An Uber can do that, right? If it's your intention to see your mom and spend time with your mom, and that's really, really important to you, then you make the sacrifices that you need to make so you can go pick up your mom and see her at the airport, right? However. If it's your intention to spend time with your mom in a meaningful manner, you can do that over the weekend. Right. You know, and so it's being clear what your intention is and then arranging things to meet that intention. Because a lot of times, picking up your mom from the airport is about your ego. Right. It's yes. about, look at yes. me. I am so busy and I have the kids and I have work and I put all of that stuff on hold to come pick you up from the airport. Yep. That's not about getting your mom from the airport to your house. That's about you showing that you're the good daughter because the brother couldn't pick him and the, that person <laughs> couldn't pick it. So I sacrificed to come pick you up from the airport. So yep. be clear about your intent. And that's just one example right? You know, be clear about what your intention is. And I I know we focus on that example, but it's also recognizing, and I know this sounds so cliche and it's, people talk about it all the time. You cannot feed people from an empty cup. You just can't. Like, and the only person who's going to fill you is you. Yeah. And if you don't fill you, you start looking at other people to fill you and then you will inevitably be disappointed and then that impacts your relationship with that person. It's just an unfair expectation of someone outside of yourself to fill you up. It's not fair to the other person. And so if you love them, you wouldn't even put that expectation on them, right? And so recognizing. I need to fill me, and if I get up and drive to Dallas, drive my mom home, and mom, I love you.
0: No. <laughs> sorry, I said that was a terrible example.
2: I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> but if I do all that, by the time I get home, I'm going to be exhausted. Yeah, I'm going cool. to be exhausted.
1: You also may resent your mom, and you don't want to resent your mom, and you may like, you may have feelings that you don't, you don't actually. You don't actually resent your mom, but you resent your mom. And I think so often we talk about how there's so little we can control Mm -hmm. in our lives, but you have given us a lengthy list of things that we can control, our reactions, how we treat Mm -hmm. ourselves, how we, what we choose to do with our time, how we Mm -hmm. choose to see work, how we choose to have work and our home interact, even if work has to have X, Y, and Z happen. Home has to have X, Y, and Z happen. How we prioritize them and not Mm -hmm. just in how do we prioritize them in an emergency? Because I think most Mm -hmm. people are like, the kids come first in an emergency, Mm -hmm. but how do Mm -hmm. you know, the dog comes first in an emergency? How do we prioritize them in our daily week in our life? Like Mm -hmm. how often, like you said, okay, I need to be at work three days a week or two days a week. I need to be in the office. But it doesn't actually matter if they change and these two days are better for me so that's just what i'm going to tell people these are the two days i will give you notice you'll know ahead of time these are the two days that i'm in the office because these are the you know these are the two days that i'm in your office because it works for me and so you have given us like i want to come i'm going to come back and listen to this episode and like break down all these things that we can control mm. because it truly is so many things we can control that is our reactions. That's how we, like how we prioritize things, all of the grace that we choose to give ourselves, the grace that we ask from other people Mm -hmm. that I think can help people maybe feel more empowered when we're often feeling, especially this time of year, right? So if you're listening to this and you're listening to it as you're driving to your family, or maybe you're out for a walk on Thanksgiving morning because you need a break already. (laughs) It's just Thanksgiving morning, guys, like buckle up. Um, there's a lot of family time in the next month. And even if this isn't the time of year where your big family religious holidays take place, it's still often a lot of family time because of school breaks. Mm -hmm. So, um, family time, school time, event time, and it's a lot. And, you know, I I will say yesterday, I, we, we have been so much with sports. So like, as of yesterday, The the Trader Joe's little like um, house that we always put together had not been put together yet. We had not done our jack-o'-lantern yet. Like so much had not been done. And I was like, kind of, you know, we finally had a half day and we had no practices. They'd all been canceled for Halloween, but it wasn't time to go trick-or-treating yet. And I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, let's do this. Let's do this. And finally I went to my kids and I was like, do you care about doing a jack-o'-lantern? And my nine-year-old was like, no. And I was like, yeah, but you never care, right? And he's like, yeah, I never care. I was like, okay, cool. So you're out of this conversation because you have never cared. And I said to my 12-year-old and he goes, huh, no, I don't think I do. He goes, that's weird because normally I always really want to, but I just don't care this year. And then I said, okay. And then it hit me that I cared. Not so much about the jack-lantern, but I wanted to roast the pumpkin seeds at the end. And so, you know, I I made a kind of a quick and dirty jack-o' lantern that my children have now said is pretty awful and looks like it has buck teeth because I'm not that artistic when it comes to a <laughs> pumpkin. And um, but like, you know, we we can figure out like where are the priorities. And it was, I was so proud of myself to go like, wait a minute, does anyone actually care about doing this? Cause if no one else does, then how about I stop harassing you about it? And mm. I can just do it myself. And like, we'll all be happy. I can just put a podcast on and like carve this pumpkin and we'll all be happier, people. So I just, I, you know, if you want to, I encourage anyone listening to like rewind this and back it up and and listen to all the things that Boomi just listed that that you can control and think about how that can change how the next month goes of your life but also how the next how you plan out your 2024 right that's yeah. the next year yeah, that's the next one <laughs> yeah 2024 because <laughs> yeah. I think on one hand it's very healthy to say there's so much not in my control and you know and I'm not gonna I'm not trying to change other people I'm not trying to like move the earth in a way that I can't but on the other hand, there's so much you can control um but it's about you. Yeah, for sure.
0: And
2: remember to give yourself grace. Yes. That's remember it. And, <clears throat> you know, the, I think the other thing too is a lot of times we're so worried about making the right decision, you know, and doing the right thing. Like, okay, you know, just an example. You celebrate Thanksgiving at this family member's house all the time. That's what we always do. Okay, so maybe just here you don't wanna that's yeah. okay is 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 there a potential for that to cause drama for it to be the wrong decision? Yeah, there's always that potential. If you make a wrong decision, that's okay like it's not you know will it cause some drama? Yes like but is that in the moment when you made the decision was that the best decision for you? yes? then it's okay. Right. And so I think, you know, just that pressure to, I'm not saying do the wrong thing, but we, you know, I I know for me has a good girl, right. You know, always wanting to do the right thing and that, you know, make sure. And yeah, but sometimes the right thing, according to everyone else in society doesn't serve me. as the right thing, but is it right for me? You know, and giving yourself permission to choose you, even though it may be interpreted as selfish, but if you're drowning, like, right. yeah, it's okay to be selfish if you're drowning, like choose you and th- that's okay. You know, and so, you know, I just I want to share because um, when I do this talks or things, you know, I try to uh, ho- hope that people can walk away with like specific action items and things that I can do that they can put into effect immediately. And I want to share something that I've been using for my youngest is 12 years old. So, yeah, about 12 years now, because when he was born, um I had a three-year-old, a one-year-old, and a baby, and I was drowning. Hey, I was like, <laughs> it was a lot, you know? So what I started doing when trying to make a decision, the first thing I asked myself is, is this optional, this thing that I want to do? Is it mandatory or is it optional? And we talked a little bit about it in the context of the airport. Right. And then if right. I decide that it's optional, then I go, okay. Well, do I want to do this optional thing? And if I don't, I don't, period. That's it. And I I don't have to explain to anyone unless there's a need to why I don't. I can explain if I want, but do I have to explain? Not really. So, and I can tell you that that's not an easy thing to do you know, it it takes practice. And now it just helps you establish boundaries. It's just easy. It helps your decision making easier until you get to a point where you can be more nuanced about that decision making. So Mm -hmm. hopefully that helps.
0: Yeah, I think that's very good advice. And um, what I hope people take away from that amongst a whole host of things is that it takes Practice, right? Like you have to work at it. You have to try it out and figure out your style of doing something or setting a boundary or making these kinds of decisions. You have to actually, you know, put in quite a bit of effort to figure it out. But it is, it is worth it in the end, because then you're living, like you've said for me, a much more intentional um, and thoughtful life and headed towards your purpose um we have kept you for quite a long time yeah, and we can so, keep talking yeah <laughs> we could go for for hours i suspect um but we do need to wrap up so tova should we do some quick yeah. response questions uh, yeah it's um, fun and uh who's up today am i doing just the I think questions so. okay i think so all right one well, me. i don't know if you remember but we do quick what? response questions okay quick response questions at the end um, and so I'm going to ask you five questions, and you just tell us whatever pops into your head um, as a quick response, and people will get to know you a little bit better, I think. So our first question is, what do you do when you first get up in the morning?
2: What do I do when I first get up in the morning? Oh my gosh, it depends on the morning. Um <laughs> sometimes I'll read my, my devotional Jesus calling.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'll do that. Sometimes I do check my phone, <laughs> you know, I do do that. Um, yeah, I think those two things are what I do when I first get up in it. Hopefully I can start doing more of one thing than the other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's all right. That's all right. Um, all right. Question number two, what is your favorite movie?
2: Ooh, oh, this is hard. So I always say when Harry met Sally, oh, I, I love, that. love that movie because the dialogue, the writing. Yeah. 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 I That's a that. good
0: one. Um, question number three. What is on your nightstand right now? Ooh, what is on my nightstand? So I do have uh
2: Jesus calling. That's on my nightstand. I have um uh Taking the Leap by Pima Chodron. Mm-hmm. That is easily, I probably mentioned that at the last the last time I was here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I also have, those are the two that I can remember. Oh, I have this uh, book that my friend Shobnam Khan wrote. Um, the Jin lives a thousand years or a hundred years or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm, her,
0: I just started reading very cool. Yeah. Um all right, question number 4. Who is at the top of your musical playlist right now? Ooh.
2: You know what? Elevation Worship. Um I don't know if you know that group. It's a gospel group. Only because I was jamming to it this morning. Um so yeah, Elevation Worship.
0: Fantastic. Um all right, and our last sort of quick response question is what is the best piece of advice you've received, and who gave it to you?
2: ooh, my mom my mom said what did what did she say she said well she's okay you have to but I'll share this one very quickly um when I was giving like just in a one of my relatives and I think I was giving her advice and just trying to, you know, in my own way, this was all my ego, uh, in my own way, helping her, guide her. And I was, you know, talking to my mom and, you know, I guess probably complaining a little bit about that person's not taking my advice or is not, you know, and my mom was like, just hush. I don't even want to hear it. You know, if you're going to help someone help someone, if you're not, don't. Right. But don't ever let your ego get in the way of your blessing. Right. Mm. And so that's probably one of those pieces. And he was like, wow, hit me (laughs) in the face, you know, like, just be careful about the words that you use and how you're talking about people in the name of helping them you know uh because that's all your ego and if you're helping someone or giving to someone the blessing is in the giving you know and if you're you know it just that's your ego getting away of that blessing so that's that's one that i hold very close to my heart
0: i really like that um don't I, I might have to write that down and uh, put that in my office somewhere because that's yes. very good advice. So thank you so much for joining us thank again. You. Um thank I'm sure we're gonna ask you back because we love having you. Um <laughs> happy to come
2: and oh my book. Yes, so that's
0: yes, exactly tell, so. Tell, where tell us do people all the go.
1: Like how do people pre-order and where do people learn about your book? Where can they go to do all of these things?
2: Yes, so you can learn about it all on my website, Uh, But the name of the book is I'll See You in Ijebu. Uh, it's a picture book, um, and it's one that I'm incredibly proud of, published by Barefoot Books to be released March 2024, available everywhere books are sold. Uh, but if you go to my website, you can join the newsletter. My newsletter, where when you join my newsletter, you get a copy of my jollof rice recipe, my family jollof rice recipe. So there is my gift to you. Uh, but you join the newsletter, you get all the details about book tour. I'm going to be in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> so you get details about the book tour and all the exciting things happening uh, about the book.
0: Awesome. That's fantastic. We are so excited for you. We're so happy we're here today. Um, We will share all of that information that May just shared with you guys um, in our show notes and in our social media so you can find it. And uh, hopefully everyone is having a wonderful holiday season. Um, and we will be back next week with more on how is your heart? So, um, maybe this week have a think about how you would like to answer that question going forward. Until then, everyone, we will see you all very soon.
1: Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We know you're
0: busy and we love spending time with you. If you enjoyed this week's episode, let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts right now to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to click that subscribe button.
1: Want more us time? Follow us on all the socials at Go Boldly Together.
0: Want even more us time? As in all the coaching pizzazz, find us at goboldlyinitiative.com for all the info.
1: We will be back with more excitement, research, and
0: deep thoughts next week. Until then keep on being the bold, brave, amazing people we know you already are.